I challenge you to ask yourself, why would I fumble and reject the greatest gift and settle for just being familiar with Jesus but not actually knowing Him? Welcome to the Christ Our Constant podcast with Village Christian Spiritual Life Director Paul Pitts III. This podcast is Village Christian School declaring on Christ the solid rock we stand, all other ground is sinking sand. This is the foundational heartbeat built upon the solid rock of Christ Jesus and His gospel. And now, PP3. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.16 The Bible nowhere says, follow your heart, but it mentions the heart nearly a thousand times and describes our hearts most naturally in this way. In Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10, the Bible says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. This verse explains why our hearts need to be made new. When the Bible talks about the heart, it's not speaking of the organ in your chest, but the core of your being, your inner self, the home of your personal life, the GPS of your life, the spiritual center and starting place of your desires, affections, emotions, your thought life, your mind and will. You think with your heart, you purpose with your heart, your emotions and affections flow from your heart. And we love from our hearts. Your heart is the core of your being. And the Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And Proverbs 27.19 says, As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. You see, your life reflects the state and treasure of your heart, what you prize and love. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Whatever you treasure most is exactly what has captured your heart. And every problem in your life is ultimately a heart problem. So how's your heart today? God knows your heart, but do you? More specifically, where's your heart when I read John 3.16, that most famous and familiar verse, does your heart yawn with boredom? Does your heart sing with gratitude and amazement that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life? How's your heart? If we have any basketball players listening to this, you'll know that LeBron James is the second greatest NBA player of all times. But I bring LeBron up because I seen an old video where he was working in full uniform at a Blaze Pizza in Pasadena and somehow no one recognized him. One person even thought he was Dwayne Wade. Now as a football player, one of the worst things that you can do is fumble or drop the ball. And not recognizing LeBron James is fumbling a gift of the chance to meet him. But there's other less spectacular ways to fumble a good gift. And one of those ways is familiarity. 
Familiarity. To be so familiar with something, you're blind to the reality of the gift. Like a family that finally buys that house with the pool that they've wanted and then never swims in the pool because it's just there now. Familiar. And they fumble the gift. In an even greater measure, I fear some of you have fumbled the greatest gift and have become so familiar with Jesus, the Bible, or the true Christian faith that you're blind to its beauty and your dire need. Rather, you're unimpressed, unfazed, indifferent, and ultimately fumbling the greatest gift. You'll hear something like John 3.16 and yawn in your soul. Your heart isn't moved or brought to life or to treasure this truth because you've been there and heard that. Some of you have been around Jesus your whole life, whether it's because you're in a Christian family, go to church, this Christian school, or you may have gone to a public school your whole life and think that church is just forced, while others of you may just not care, your heart's not in it, and you have all types of treasures and reasons to reject Christ. And some are just simply bored with Jesus. You think it's all ordinary and old news. People have said familiarity breeds contempt. That's true. But sometimes it breeds unbelief. Even in Jesus' day, some of the people closest to him were the most hard-hearted towards him. They were physically near Jesus, but their heart was far from him. People in Jesus' hometown rejected him. At first, his half-brothers did. And the cities where he did the most ministry and miracles rejected Christ for the most part. They were very much so familiar yet lost to who he was in their need. Even Judas, one of the apostles, heard every sermon, seen every miracle, and perished merely familiar with Jesus. I wonder where some of you are. And if you yawn at this John 3.16, thinking it's the same old thing, not amazed by Jesus' love, but captivated by everything else, which may be some good things, but it's never a good thing to be bored with Jesus. See, I'm confident that you have heard John 3.16 before, but that doesn't mean you've actually listened and understood John 3.16. You may know, have memorized, and superficially agree with John 3.16, but if you don't trust the Jesus this verse proclaims, you haven't really got it even if you think you've heard it before. So my goal today is to demonstrate John 3.16 announces God's gift of love in Jesus Christ so that your heart would trust and treasure Christ above all. My goal is to ask you, where is your heart today? How is your heart? Our roadmap for this podcast is with two headings. One, the context of John 3.16, And second, the beauty of John 3.16. So let's look first at the context of John 3.16. But I'll read the verse again. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Familiar words indeed, but some of the most beautiful words of love and hope you could ever hear. But what about the 15 verses before John 3.16? 
What's the context of this famous verse? It's actually a conversation with Jesus that leads to this John 3.16. The preceding context has everything to do with words I see on the hoodies of young people today. It's where Jesus says the words to a religious man, you must be born again. John chapter 3 verse 1 introduces Nicodemus, a religious leader with influence and authority amongst the Jews, like a Supreme Court justice, a celebrity, and influencer. He comes to Jesus at night and tells Jesus, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. He's familiar with Jesus, but doesn't actually know him. Nicodemus thinks he's in a superior place to give Jesus a personal review. He can't see that Jesus is the Son of God and the Savior of the world, all the while sitting right in front of him. So Jesus tells him straight up, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In other words, you must be born from above, born by the Holy Spirit to have eternal life through me, Jesus is telling him. Nicodemus was confused by this thinking we had to be physically born another time. But Jesus is saying, you're physically alive, but spiritually. You're not just drowning, but lifeless and dead, and you need to be born again, renewed and raised by the Holy Spirit. You entered your family by physical birth, but you enter God's family by spiritual birth that brings about real faith in Jesus. To be born again by the Holy Spirit is to be washed, purified, and transformed in your heart, radically made new from the inside out. This is more than a decision. It's a miracle from God and a gift of His generous grace. It's more than a new start. It's a new heart. More than turning over a new leaf, it's a new life from a transformed heart. It's when God gives you a new heart that's actually receptive to his word, new eyes that see the glory of Jesus and how you need him, and new ears that hear the gospel as personally true for you with faith. And just like you don't physically birth yourself, you don't spiritually rebirth yourself. It's a gift of grace accomplished by the Holy Spirit, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ, Romans 10:17. When you're born again, you have a new desire and you're drawn to God. Rather than God being something that's forced and doesn't fit with you, your heart is finally brought to life to trust and love the God who made you. If you think that Christianity is forced, Jesus is not the problem. It's your heart. An illustration of this can be with flowers. Did you know that flowers curve and move towards the sun for their life and growth? Well, without being born again, the human heart is like a flower that leans away from the sun towards the darkness destroying its own life. Likewise, our hearts naturally lean away from God to our own demise even if you're familiar with Christian stuff. But when you're born again by the Spirit, you finally move towards desire and believe in the God who made you. Worshiping Him, for instance, is no longer awkward. 
True salvation is not about being around Jesus, being familiar with the Bible, or even going to a Christian school. True faith and salvation happens when your heart is changed to believe and follow Jesus as the greatest gift who meets your greatest need. So, have you been born again? How's your heart? I didn't ask if you have a Christian family, go to a Christian school, can give facts about the Bible, or have heartlessly repeated a prayer. But have you been born again, made new by the Spirit, by God's glorious and amazing grace? If you have, like newborn babies automatically cry, born-again people believe in Jesus. Be assured, be encouraged. That's how you know whether you've been born again when you actually believe and trust Jesus as a new creation who embrace the gift of Christ. Anyone can be familiar with Jesus, but still in the dark, only those who have been born again truly believe in him, receiving and resting in Christ. After Jesus discusses the need to be born again, in verses 14 and 15, he illustrates how this new birth leads to believing in him for eternal life, as John 3.16 says. In John 3.14 and 15, Jesus references the story when Israel was in the wilderness with Moses, and they became impatient and began to grumble and complain against God, saying, God brought them out of Egypt just to kill them in the wilderness. Their hearts were so hard and unbelieving even after their great redemption out of Egypt where God parted the Red Sea. So then a bunch of snakes began to attack Israel, and God told Moses to make a bronze serpent. And he said in Numbers 21.9, So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. Jesus in John 3.14 and 15 is referencing this story speaking to Nicodemus, telling him that God's people of that day were under judgment because naturally their hearts, our hearts, are so wicked and hard-hearted against God. But the gospel says, look to Jesus and live. Receive him with your heart. Trust in him and you'll receive eternal life forever, treasuring Christ and being treasured by him. This is what leads into John 3.16. We've looked at the context of John 3.16. Now we come to the beauty of John 3.16. This verse explains how receiving eternal life comes about. And it begins with the two words, for God. God is not just the big man upstairs who is irrelevant, old, and loves in a forgettable way. But God is a loving Father, the eternal Creator and your Creator, the God who knows the hairs on your head, who sustains your heartbeat right now, this holy, merciful, wise, and good God, this eternal, loving Father, so loved the world, a world filled with people made by Him, who have turned away from Him in sin, a world of people that is so lost, ruined, guilty and undeserving, yet this God so beautifully and massively still loved with his Father's love 
a sacrificial love, an unbreakable, unfailing, gracious, and pursuing love. God's love pursues you. God doesn't love in this way because we are lovely, deserve it, or have earned it, but because He is love and full of grace. You don't have to earn this love, and this love isn't limited to one time, one place, or one people. It's real right now, even as you are listening, and not just for the world at large. It's a love that's for you, specifically and personally. And this love isn't mere sentimental words, but sacrificial action, John 3.16 tells us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. This incomparable love of God gave the incomparable gift of his only eternal beloved son, Jesus Christ. And with the same love of the Father, Jesus came to live the life you failed to live, lay his life down on the cross in your place, and rise again in victory over sin and death as your victorious Savior, if you would trust in him. The fact that Jesus has come for you shows God is not a distant ruler. God has taken initiative. God has provided a way for you to go back to him. And God loves to save people like you. This is the heart of God. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that he would give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. What a gift. Why fumble this gift away in blind familiarity and unbelief? Jesus came with the same love of the Father to seek and save the lost, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life. Every moment, every step, every word, every miracle, the cross and his resurrection, all of it showed Jesus' self-giving love that came down on a rescue mission. God gave his only son so that Jesus can be your righteousness and your sacrifice that washes away all your sin, guilt, and shame. In love, the Father gave his Son, and in love, the Son gave his life. What more could you ask for from God? What better Savior could you have? Consider the cross and behold the height, length, breadth, and depth of the love of Jesus. Consider the cross and trust and treasure the King who laid down his life for you. You meet true love when you come to know Jesus and his cross. You look for love in all the wrong places if you don't start with Christ. How's your heart? May the Spirit of God open your eyes to see your need in the God who loved you, that he would give his only son to save you from judgment and to bring you eternally home. Jesus loves you and came to save you. And if you believe in Christ, he will never send you away, reject you, or cast you out. His arms of love are open. He's accomplished everything necessary for your redemption and full forgiveness. His love is higher than the sky and deeper than the ocean. Don't fumble this gift, but instead trust in Christ and treasure him with all your heart above all. And if you want to love Jesus more, my fellow Christian, feast on his love for you. We love because he first loved us. The greatest motivation for loving Christ is the love of Christ for you. Because 
Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life, John 3.16 finishes saying. This verse says, whoever believes. That word whoever is broad and includes you. We all deserve to perish and suffer hell's eternal judgment. But hear me, the Savior was born, came, lived, died bearing that judgment and rose again so that you don't have to perish, but by free grace can have eternal life. This is the love of God. And eternal life is not merely life forever, but life and love forever and everlasting fellowship with God and glory. No more sin, shame, or suffering, but the fullness of joy with Jesus forever. Don't fumble this away and tell yourself it's so forced, or I'll think about it later. This love is too amazing, and this gift is too great. John 3.16 invites and calls you to believe in Jesus. He's the only way to have eternal life. Believing in Jesus isn't just knowing the facts or half-heartedly agreeing with them in your mind. Believing in Jesus is wholehearted trust that receives and rests in Christ. Gladly repenting of sin and turning to Jesus. Not seeing him as someone forced on you, but looking to him with all your trust and faith. Jesus as all you have, yet all you need. May the sunshine of God's love in Christ melt your heart to humble faith and belief in Jesus. If you are listening to this podcast, only familiar with Jesus but on the perishing path, cry out to the holy God of love for a new heart to believe, new eyes to see, and new ears that actually hear and understand the gospel. May you be born again and believe. Perhaps the Spirit's working in your heart right now, so trust in Christ for salvation. That's why He came. You need a Savior, and the Savior has come for you. And I challenge you to ask yourself, why would I fumble and reject the greatest gift and settle for just being familiar with Jesus but not actually knowing Him? Come to Christ, my friend. Only with Jesus is there life to the full and life eternal. Only Jesus is worthy of all your heart's trust and treasuring. How's your heart today? May it be given over to Christ. May Jesus sit on the throne of your heart. And if you are a Christian, by grace born again and truly following Christ, celebrate God's grace, rest in his love, and rejoice in Christ. What a friend we have in Jesus. Thank God he came to save us. We can live with comfort and joy that comes from Christ and Christ alone. And in closing, not to leave the story of John 3 hanging, Nicodemus eventually got it. He would go on to defend Jesus in John 7, risk his life and reputation by helping Jesus to be buried after the cross in John 19. Evidently, he was born again by the Spirit and believed in Jesus so that he wouldn't perish but have eternal life and everlasting love. But how's your heart? May this be your story too. May today even be the day your heart comes to trust and treasure the God who so loved you that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. May Christ forever and always have your heart. This has been the Christ Our Constant podcast 
a production of Village Christian School in Los Angeles, California. Help us spread the word of Christ Our Constant, available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back again soon with more devotional content, interviews, and much more.